1: Hey friends, it's Ian from TV's The Recovering Gleek, colon, Ugly podcast. When Lena and I first decided to make this podcast, we quickly realized we had literally zero idea of how to make that happen. Thankfully, a friend of ours recommended the podcasting platform Anchor. Anchor is free, it has all of the tools you need to record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer, you can even add songs from Spotify into it, and... The absolute most amazing thing about Anchor is that they will distribute your podcast for you. So, anywhere that you listen to Recovering Gleek, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever weird third-party app you're using, it is there because Anchor put it there. And the icing on the cake is that you can make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership. All you have to do is record an ad which is why I am recording an ad right now, because I want money very badly. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone. Starting us off right with a disclaimer. (laughs) Um, So... Lena's microphone is having technical difficulties. We did find out what the problem is, Mm -hmm. but we don't have time to fix the problem before recording this.
0: So welcome to our French cafe style um, (laughs) episode. Ian and I are currently sitting like two feet apart, like we're in a little French cafe. So if it sounds weird, I don't know, get over it.
1: (laughs) The vocals aren't going to be as polished sounding. We're going to try not to talk over each other. Mm-hmm. Not our strong a, suit.
0: A bad habit of both of <sighs> ours. I remember we've gotten, like, TikTok um, hate for you talking over me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all, I'm a misandrist. I talk over Ian constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it does not come from a place of misogyny from him, I promise. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So just buckle up. We're going to do our best. Uh to make it as understandable as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the episode.
0: Hell yeah. Welcome to Recovering Gleek, a podcast for all of your complicated feelings about the TV show Glee.
1: Kate, you want to say synchronicity on three? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: One, two, three, four. Sincroni!
0: Ooh, that Ooh. lag
1: is really bad. I know. Gosh. Your audio is like a full second before my audio. No.
0: Wow, what are we going to do? I'm fully just going to have a conversation with, my, with myself over here.
1: I know. It's going to be so hard for people to follow <laughs> because just like
0: wow. our
1: connections are so poor, we are not on the same. I know. We're just so off from each other.
0: Wow, what problems we have now. I know. Back in the Diz A, when we used to do our podcast remotely, and I was in my shitty... Uh, like, freaking hotel of of an apartment. And now we're together.
1: I know, incredible. I know. I will say... I'd uh, rather have
0: this problem, frankly.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of us talking over each other, it is just, like, a a thing that we do normally. Mm -hmm. I do like to believe it was worse when we did the podcast remotely.
0: Oh, for sure, because we couldn't hear each other.
1: Well, because there would always be, like, a second and a half delay. Yeah. And so then it would just be, like, you would say something, and then... To your knowledge, I would not respond. Mm-hmm. So then you would start talking again right when my audio came in and vice versa. Yeah. So we were always just like biting each other on it.
0: I think that's super true because there were like full sentences of yours I would miss and wouldn't listen to until I would like hear the podcast mm-hmm. like full. I'd be like, oh my God, he totally said that and I had no idea. Yeah, That was hard. I think we handled it pretty well though.
1: I think we did too. Another fun thing is... Um, because we are sharing a microphone, I can't edit out the sounds of my water bottle opening and closing.
0: So I hate it. Oh, what's my Enjoy
1: that, everyone. All right. Hello everyone. What's up? How are you?
0: You have my water bottle. Can you? I do. It? Oh,
1: here you go. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Here you go, miss. So and you can lovely. you hear my Contigo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so lovely to be at this French cafe with you. I
0: know. Wow. What are we gonna order?
1: <laughs> um, je m'appelle. In the red.
0: There it is! And
1: je suis anglique.
0: <gasps> Look at you! Did you even take French in high school?
1: I took, uh, beginning of the pandemic, I said to myself, I'm gonna learn French. And I did Duolingo for one week and then I got bored. Hell
0: boring. yeah, that's pretty good. I took French in high school for like three years. I remember nothing. Oh, I
1: was gonna ask you if my grammar was correct. I guess not. Oh,
0: I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> Information just kind of falls out of my head, like this information. What's up, you guys? My name is LPC, and I'm a Gleek. Do you ever hear, my, hear me uh, refer to myself as LPC?
1: Yeah. Yes. I
0: feel like I do that around strangers, and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Just my initials will be like, well, LPC wants Chipotle. That's like, I should not say that around just like my coworkers. They don't know what my middle name is. No,
1: you absolutely should.
0: <laughs> not so only
1: should you speak about yourself in third person around strangers, but you should use a code name. A
0: nickname that no one knows but me. <laughs> I swear, in high school, and people can vouch for me from high school, I tried for years to get people to call people get people to call me LPC, it never worked. I think I had like two friends who like half referred to me as LPC, and now it's just what I call myself in my head. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. I love deciding your own nickname.
0: Well, I've told you this. I have mad nickname drama. We've t- we've thought about this on the podcast. Yeah, because
1: you always want a nickname.
0: Yeah, and you have given me a nickname that you have dropped.
1: That's true. Sorry, Lena. <laughs> I have started calling you Lena Coaster with you more have. frequency.
0: And in like, I noticed that you put it in your like, uh, in your like happy birthday recovering Gleek post. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even going to mention it. Because <laughs> no one will notice but me. You have. <laughs> well, are you ready to talk about this episode?
1: Uh, yes, no, I'm ready.
0: Uh, yes, no. Well... I'm doing the Glax, right? You are. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Literally, I was putting these together and I was like, I will not do this again.
1: I was really, really hoping that we would both do the recap this oh, week. That would be been like, funny. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> oh, dupe! Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's time for the Glax. Yes/No is the 10th episode of Glee's third season and the 54th episode overall. It premiered on January 17th, 2012. We're officially into the 2018. Into twenty
1: twelve, what up? What, end of the uh, world last year. Anything existed? My dude, calendar said goodbye. I
0: remember the movie twenty twelve came out, and I watched that movie with my family. And then my basement promptly flooded <gasps> that weekend, and I was like, "It's the end of times."
1: Um, and I have,
0: from twenty eleven would not make it a day in 2012 slash twenty twenty
1: one. I have a very vivid memory of having a full blown anxiety attack. Oh yeah. Seeing the trailer for 2012 for the oh, first time. Yeah. Uh, and then fully, I mean, not out loud, but fully praying in the theater. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, so just, I don't know, who knows, it was like 2008. Yeah. What what movie came out in 2008 that I'd be seeing? But I was like, so panicked, was like, you know, heart palpitations, like having trouble breathing, mm-hmm. and I straight up was like, God, please help me out. <laughs> I can't make my family leave this movie theater right Aww, now. <laughs> <sweet>. <laughs>
0: I remember on the date 666, um, uh-huh. I was sitting on my family trampoline, fully like, well, today is the day the world ends. And here I am laying on a trampoline. What do I do? And I was like crying and crying and crying. And then the day ended. Then I woke up the next morning. So. Yeah. Oh, ma'am. It's <laughs> the end time.
1: 666 got me. 2012, yeah. you know, I was... Seventeen, and I was like, "This yeah. is a little malarkey." Yeah, but six, six, six—like we were like, n- like we were li- ten years I, yeah, old. I was
0: little, little, yeah, yeah.
1: And I was like, "This could be it." i know, <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I- I, I don't come from a particularly religious family, but we talked about the devil as if he... I I thought of the devil as if he was, like, a monster in my bed. And, like, I remember my dad made a joke once that, like, the devil controls the water on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And my siblings were like, let's go play in the sprinklers. And I'm like, you guys, it's a Sunday. <laughs> the devil's gonna get us. <laughs> So I remember that day, not thinking of it in, like, a biblical sense, but definitely mm-hmm. thinking, like, um, the devil as in a mo- just a monster of my imagination was yes. going to come chomp me.
1: You know, speaking—I know this is an episode about yes, no. Slash no <laughs> but is it? It's not. Um, speaking of world-ending events, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, which was actually parodied on Parks and Recreation— was that dude it was like it was like may 2011
0: mhm you talking about zorp
1: yeah zorg zorp zorp um yeah. i think it might have been may 2012 actually it was some dude who was like hey, you guys <laughs> i did a bunch of math with the bible <laughs> and the world is going to end i thought you end. said meth
0: with the, with I did, the bible did honestly
1: he might have done a bunch Probably of meth both. with the bible as well meth i remember
0: and also math
1: it was the day that pirates of the caribbean the fourth one came out oh my gosh um, that's
0: so specific <laughs>
1: because I on Stranger (laughs) Tides Um, so when did that come out that came out May 7th 2011 so he was like on May 7th or like May 8th it was that weekend the world was going to Oh, he said May 21st. I must have heard it in the car on May 7th. This is such a roundabout way to get to this. <laughs> so I'm in the car on the way to see Pirates of the Caribbean at Stranger Tides. Of course, of course. May 7th, 2011. Of I hear on the radio that some dude, his name is uh, Harold Camping, did a bunch of math.
0: Camping, what a killer last name.
1: Right? What a. I
0: love last names that are verbs.
1: Yeah. Like Hunter, <laughs> Camping, Hunter, Running,
0: uh-huh.
1: Jacob Running. He's never walked a day in his life. He's Names are destiny. Running. His parents were like, We're not teaching you how to walk. You are running.
0: Yeah, seriously. You're running for a reason.
1: We're not wasting this name on someone who walks. <laughs> Anyways, Harold Camper camping. Their home
0: is just like, all the carpets are like frayed because just <laughs> like, they just like running take the corner so fast.
1: <laughs> like running from their bed to the bathroom. Yes. And there's like freaking skin marks because they gotta stop themselves so fast. <laughs> Uh, the Runnings is a dangerous family. Um, I
0: didn't like going over to their house.
1: It was honestly, it was too much. Seriously. I was like sensory overload. I know, can we it's walk? Like, can we like? And they were like, if you don't want to run, you can go down to the Walkings next door.
0: And it's like I'm gonna. <laughs>
1: It's like, what about the sittings?
0: What about the strollers?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Harold Camping was like, I did a bunch of meth and math with the Bible. (laughs) And the math says that May 21st, 2011, like, that's it. It's the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And he, like, bought, like, billboards and stuff. Like, really publicized it. Like, the world's going to end on May 21st. Well,
0: money is nothing when the world is ending, so. True.
1: I mean, accurate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Day before my 16th birthday, sweet 16. Good for me. (laughs) Gotta
0: spare Um, money. So
1: then my sweet 16 comes May 22nd, 2011 the world hasn't ended Harold Camping straight up was like I may be remembering this wrong uh, but this is how I remember it at least he straight up was like lol you guys fun fact I did the math right. <laughs> I did it again the world's gonna end in October and it's he like just like you postponed guys. it a few months <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: that was my favorite apocalypse personally that's
0: good that's good Wow. That was a good one. Well, this episode has nothing to do with any of that. Except
1: that it takes place in 2012. It's the <laughs> last year on Earth.
0: It is. <sighs> wow, what a
1: tangent. I can't edit that out either because we're sharing a mic.
0: I mean, we could edit the <laughs> whole conversation out. No, okay. I refuse. Ha, this is unedited, you guys. Well, it'll probably be a little edited. All right, so this episode was directed by our boy, Marty McFly himself. Uh. And next up... Oh, sorry, Ian just <laughs> fell onto the table. <laughs> and it was written by <laughs> Bradley Falchuk. I feel like this is the first time in a couple of episodes we've had um, one of our big three. Mm-hmm.
1: I checked for a completely different reason. I don't remember why. Uh, The big three wrote the first three episodes of the season mm-hmm. and that's it.
0: Wow. So this
1: is the first time since Asian F that one of them has written.
0: Wow. Makes sense for reasons I'll get into a little later. Ooh! So let's talk about the guest stars in this episode. Yes. Um. Because first of all, we have freaking Nene Leakes (laughs) as Roz Washington of Real Housewives of Atlanta fame. Have you heard that TikTok sound of her going? I'm not going to sweeten my delivery for Todd. Who is Todd? You haven't? No. I have been saying that non-stop in the last week. I'm always like, who is Todd? <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. So, media leaks is here. And then we have fully Dame Helen Mirren I am- as Becky's inner voice. That I- is not a joke.
1: Literally wrote in my notes, I was like, it's so funny that Becky's inner voice is Helen Mirren. And then I was like, no way that that's actually Helen it's Mirren. It's full Helen it's a sound-alike.
0: I know, and that's what I thought as well. It almost sounds so much like her that it sounds like, like an not impression? like her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like some random British woman. But it is fully Dame-fucking <laughs> Helen Mirren. Can
1: that is so me? wild. I know. Helen Mirren really said, I only got one year left on this earth. <laughs> the world is ending. <laughs> I know, she's like... Why not?
0: Seriously. Why not? Why not? Take she was, a crazy chance. She's like, why, why not? not? Do a crazy dance. Do a guest a star on <laughs> Glee. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would too. <laughs> um, let's talk about the songs in the episode, shall we? Okay, first up, we have Summer Nights. Oh, shoot. Sorry, my computer went all crazy. So we have Summer Nights from glees
1: from <laughs> glees true a very good name Greece.
0: it's from Grease the musical um performed by the new direction specifically starring sam sadie's Heck yeah. obviously let me give you some glass about this so this performance of the song was filmed at the school where Grease was filmed <gasps> Is that oh. wild yeah venice high school in los angeles
1: dang i don't that's know that cool. at all i know um, Shows how little I've seen Greece. I think I I've seen that movie one time in my whole life. I
0: have seen Greece way too many times, but I've seen Greece two, probably three times that much, <laughs> because it's what better. better. <laughs> in this family, we stand Greece two and three. Think Greece one is just meh. <laughs> so all of the characters, all of the new directions, like kids, are supposed to represent. A character from the musical, mm-hmm. and that's why they like act the way they do. So we've got the T-Birds. Danny obviously is Sam Evans. Duty and Sonny are is Rory. Finn is playing Roger. Um, and then Noah obviously is Kanicki.
1: So Mike, they just said screw you. Yeah. We're giving the Duty Sunny track, both of them to Seriously, Rory. To Come Rory on. I
0: know. Well, I don't even know. Okay, and then we have the Pink Ladies. So, with the girls and also Kurt Hummel. Really fast. Yes.
1: I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. Uh, What's the Pink Ladies' motto?
0: (gasps) The Pink Ladies' pledge is to act
1: cool, to look cool, and to to be cool till till death death do us part. part. Think
0: pink. pink. Could you actually not remember? Did you just no? I just wanted to point
1: out that Grease One doesn't have that (laughs) because it's worse.
0: worse. (laughs) <laughs> well, seriously
1: that alone they
0: get a pledge in the second one Come Michelle on. Pfeiffer is in the second one in
1: the first one Sandy's like hey Riz what's like the what's the pink lady's whole deal and Riz is like friggin I don't know we wear pink jackets seriously Stephanie knew she had a <laughs> rhyme
0: Stephanie has they have they have bylaws, they have a <laughs> motto, they have a pledge.
1: Seriously, she's like, "Let me get out the freaking Pink Ladies handbook, baby." They have
0: reversible jackets Come in that on. one. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. That movie rocks.
1: Really fast. Yes. Not to make this a podcast about Grease 2 because it is, but
0: <laughs> obviously.
1: But we don't want people to know that. <laughs> and it's um, like a secret Grease 2.
0: It's a, it's a
1: backdoor secret <laughs> 2. Podcast. <laughs> Um, so the, oh God, what is her name? The pink lady who looks like Marilyn Monroe.
0: Yeah. Just might be your baby. Uh uh-huh. huh. Yeah. 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 With, I
1: don't the, remember her name. with the blonde curly hair. I'm yeah. going to find out her name in five seconds. She wears seconds. the
0: gold pants.
1: Yes. 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 Paulette <laughs> is played by. Yes. None other than <gasps> throwback to last week. Lorna left youngest daughter of Judy Garland.
0: You told me that the other day and my freaking heart fell out of my ass. <laughs> I, I, what? That is wild.
1: I just want to, if this is anyone's first episode of this podcast, we have well, truly ran the gambit. I, honestly. <laughs> we are like three clocks deep. We talked about. We
0: are, not, we are into one song. <laughs> we are
1: the first song deep. We have talked about the Mayan calendar. We've talked about uh, June 6, 2006. Yes. We talked about Harold Camping. We have talked about Greece 1 and 2. And then just offhandedly uh, referenced the children of Judy Garland.
0: Well, I mean, have people met us?
1: Come on, you guys. <laughs> you get a little bit of everything.
0: Seriously. <laughs> Let me tell you who the uh, New Directions girls are supposed to be. Great. So Sandy uh, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Sugar Mata is supposed to be... Can you guess? Is it Frenchie? Wrong! Marty.
1: Marty. I don't know who sings what lyrics, but... I know. But me neither. Sugar Mata is Frenchie. I know. Spoiler What?
0: Who said that? Hello? Spoiler <laughs> alert. <had it. laughs> oh my god. So, Rizzo... They felt the need to... Why? What?
1: It's Kurt.
0: <laughs> it's Kurt. Kurt is singing... <laughs> the way that it's phrased on Glee Wiki is whack. So... <laughs> So Rizzo, by Kurt Hummel, open parentheses, sings her lines. And Santana Lopez, open parentheses, acts her actions. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: Kurt is the voice of Rizzo. Santana is the aura of Rizzo. Serious.
0: And I think that's the vibe they're going for. But my girl, Santana, is singing the Jan lines.
1: Yeah. It's very dumb.
0: And then Tina is singing the Frenchie lines.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then... It's specified that
1: Is Rachel Patty Simcox? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: Honestly, Perfect. I, I think casting. That's perfect. Seriously, if I were to cast these girls in that, uh-huh. I would switch around some girls in the middle faux show. Yeah, I would do i I'd do a Rachel Berry is Patty Simcox. She is Patty Simcox. Patty Simcox is the Rachel Berry of her school. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Of Rydell High. Dang. Till death do us part. Think pink.
1: Hit him again, Rydell <laughs> ringtails. Hit him again, green and
0: brown. I really want to be in Greece.
1: Bash their brains out, stomp them on the floor. For the glory of Rydell evermore. I'd love to
0: play Marty, but I just think that is so not ever happening. Why? I'd play Rizzo. Or Uh-oh. Frenchie. I honestly... Or Jam...
1: I honestly think of the pink ladies you would you're the most Marty.
0: I agree, but also when look like when like a casting director is like, Okay, this bitch gotta put her in.
1: I literally had a conversation the other day with someone about this that he was like, it was this theater company is doing Greece okay. and you should audition and I said, My problem is I wanna be duty and no one will ever make me
0: duty <laughs> I feel about Marty. Because, like, I'm a Marty. Mm-hmm. Lena Knatzer is a Marty. LPC is a Marty.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, although Kurt sings Rizzo's line, Rizzo, uh, Santana makes several gestures that Rizzo makes during her song, such as kicking Mercedes, Sandy, and Rachel, Patty, off the bench. Thank you, Glee Wiki. Um, this is the spoiler. Spoiler, Santana ends up playing Rizzo in Glees. Okay, Kurt was originally planned to sing with the boys, but Chris Colfer had the idea and suggested it to Ryan Murphy that it wouldn't be in character for Kurt Mm -hmm. to sing with the boys. Yeah, He would be singing with girls. And that's okay, too. Um, Artie is the only New Directions member absent from this number due to the fact (laughs) that he couldn't have climbed up and walked on on the bleachers by himself.
1: Hear me out, though. We have already fully throw his wheelchair into a swimming pool. I know pool. accessibility
0: is not something they're worried about in and, this
1: episode. Yeah, and then end up on a floating chair. You could just have him sitting on the bleachers, and I I'd be know. like, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. I know. Um, this song was originally meant to be in the pilot episode, and it's in the original script.
1: Isn't oh, that crazy! They're really going for a grease motif in that pilot.
0: And although this song was released in season three. It's also included in Glee, the music presents Gleece during season four. So it's on that album. Isn't that funny? The, like
1: the Sam Sadie's version?
0: I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next song we have is Wedding Bell Blues by Laura Nero, performed by Emma Pillsbury and Coach Beast and Coach Sylvester. So the original name in this song is Bill, but it was changed to Will. Isn't that so fun? Mm-hmm.
1: I wish she would have fully swapped it, so she was like, Will, I love you so, I always (gasps) build.
0: That's good. (laughs) You've got the good ideas. Okay, so... So Sue Sylvester and Coach Beast—they're wearing those hats, right? Mm-hmm. You have seen those hats before? Heck yeah, royal wedding! Literally, so it's Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie at the royal wedding of William and Kate.
1: That's truly the only thing I remember about that wedding. Are did those two stay hats? Did you to
0: watch? Did you wake up early to watch the?
1: Absolutely, good I did. Me Too?
0: That was probably around when was it? Two thousand ten-ish.
1: It 11? was. It was, oh, God. my sister had not graduated high school yet, so it was yeah, like spring I I was 2011.
0: In... Yeah. I think I was still in junior high.
1: Um, the royal wedding was April of 2011.
0: No way. So there was, this was recent. Um, this is the second song out of three where Emma is dressed in a wedding dress. Come on. I could have danced all night, obviously. This is the second one. And then she later does another one.
1: The thong song is the other one.
0: What? I,
1: I hate to break it to you. That's the other one.
0: Dong 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 dong. Here's the craziest part of this whole thing. This is Emma's last solo in the whole series. <gasps> I know.
1: No. I know.
0: Isn't that sad? I also think she does such a great job in this song.
1: I do too. I was like, wow, Jim, amazed. Her voice has gotten really strong. I know. Wow.
0: I know. Next song we have is Moves Like Dragger slash Jumpin' Jack Flash, originally by Maroon 5 featuring Christina Aguilera slash The Rolling Stones. I have no glax for this number. <laughs> <laughs> the next song I have is The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face, originally by Roberta Flack, performed by Mercedes, Rachel, Santana, and Tina. And the clothes that Rachel is wearing during the flashback, um, those are the same clothes that she wears in the pilot. Oh. Isn't that sweet?
1: Does that mean that the first time ever she saw Finn's face was like the morning of the pilot?
0: Yeah, I think so. Wow. I know.
1: That girl needs to be more aware of her surroundings. I know.
0: She woke up that day. She was born that day.
1: Yeah, no, seriously.
0: Seriously. Um, and She's then... like,
1: oh, I just moved here from Australia.
0: <laughs> Good eye, mate. <laughs> you pages of Amber. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then we had our, our, our Xanadu. um, Period of the podcast. And the next song I have is Without Chew originally. I hate by... to
1: break this to you, what? I was referencing Greece.
0: You were referencing Greece?
1: Because Sandy just moved in from Australia.
0: She moved here. Did you ever see Greece Live?
1: No. I've seen parts of it.
0: Well, she's originally in that one. She's from Salt Lake City, Utah. I didn't... Oh. And she's Sandy Young in that one. But
1: is that because... It's
0: because of uh, What's-Her-Face. Yeah, because she's Salt from Lake. Salt Lake City. I know.
1: Um, um, Huff. Julianne Huff.
0: Huff, thank you. Yes. Is that how it is in the musical?
1: No. In no. the musical, Gall, I was in this show when I was literally 14. That was so long ago. That's over a decade ago. That's disgusting. Um,
0: Can you believe you've lived that long?
1: I, I truly you can't. I thought
0: you were nine years old.
1: I think I am still... Um, I don't think the musical, the stage show specifies where she's moving from, but I could be wrong because once again, it was over a decade ago.
0: Mm-mm. Someone will tell us.
1: Yeah, sound off. Grease stands, but specifically the stage show, which is worse yeah. than the movie.
0: Yeah, the I uh, yeah, the movie. Anyhoosers, what was I saying? So, Without Chew, like I said, originally by David Guetta featuring Usher, performed by Rachel Berry. This is the only song that Rachel sings in the qu- solo that Rachel sings in the choir room in season three. And this song reached number one on the iTunes US charts.
1: It's all those chuz. I
0: know. Without Chew. Without Chew. Chew. Wild. And then we round off the episode with We Found Love, originally by Rihanna, featuring Calvin Harris. Um, the members of the Secret Night Sim- Swimming team that participate in the performance are played by um, a girl, like, a girl, hol- what? A Hollywood-based water ballet company oh. called the Aqua Lilies. Ooh. That cool? That is cool. Yeah. And then Glee's For Your Consideration <laughs> Mailer for the 2012 Primetime Emmys is a pop-up card version of this. And I have a picture for you.
1: Of this, this song? Uh-huh. Oh, that's fun. Isn't that cute? It's, it's a, like a little screenshot of all of them on the floaty, when they're all sitting on the floaty mm-hmm. at the end. That's like popped out of the card. And then in the front, Tina's coming out of the water with a sign that says, An, inspire, an Inspired and Inspiring mm-hmm. Show, which is a quote from the Baltimore Sun.
0: Yeah, and it's got a little will in there as well, like walking across the thing. hmm um, those mailers specifically hold the episodes that are for your consideration for oh. the Emmys. So they they um, sent in three episodes for your consideration. The episodes were this one, okay, and Asian F, and hold hold on to sixteen.
1: Hear me out. Not bad pick. I don't think
0: so. I think especially Asian F. I think yeah. it's a very good pick. Yeah, and I don't think maybe I'll say it. I don't think this one is a bad one either.
1: Hear me out. I was like. What's going on that Will's the main character of this episode, and I like the episode?
0: Yeah. And listen, I have some real deep-seated issues with this episode, but welcome to Glee, (laughs) y'all. So that was the mailer. Um, Emma accepting Will's proposal makes it his second engagement and her third. This woman, up to her eyeballs and husbands.
1: Come on.
0: (sighs) Huh. um this episode um shows the jewelry shop called the diamond basement um the shop was supposed to be featured in the christmas episode right before this extraordinary Mm -hmm. merry christmas but due to time constraints they cut off the entire scene along with the performance santa baby which was also performed in the jewelry shop we talked about this last week you talked about it i was going to talk about it but you really stole my (laughs) thunder
1: i did (laughs) i said shut up no one wants to hear the glass from you this week sit in the corner and be quiet and i and did she did
0: i did <laughs> and here i am taking center stage it's lpc's time shine um uh so kurt is seen snapping in the waitress in this episode blaine later says in an episode in this season i think that he hates when kurt does that so keep an eye out for that y'all
1: wait kurt is seen doing what
0: to the waitress. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I fucking hate when people do that.
1: My brain fully, I don't know, like shut off for a Maybe second. Maybe I wasn't
0: saying it correctly. I
1: think Sometimes you or... did. I think I just stopped understanding <laughs> speech. I'm very tired.
0: Um, this episode was supposed to be named The Proposal, um, but for unknown reasons, it was changed.
1: They were like, people are going to think Sandra Bullock and Ryan That's Reynolds are going to show up. I think
0: it was. When did that movie come out? Oh, guess.
1: I think that movie came out in 2009.
0: Yeah, 2009, you're right. Dang, I am you're pretty so good smart. with
1: movie dates. You are. Because I remember where I was in my life when I saw them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that movie rocks. Um, I think that's why. Well, those are the ends of your glax. All right, Shmeen Shmalred. All right. Um, how do you want to break down this episode?
1: I hate to tell you. We still have to recap the episode before we break it down. I
0: recapping the episode. Just kidding. You can do it. (laughs) We
1: recapped in a hopeless place. We recapped in a hopeless Hopeless place. place. That song is so good.
0: It is. What's up with that? It's Rihanna.
1: Here we go. Here's it. Missed on Glee. Will tasks... Why did I start this out with the word tasks? That is the hardest word to say fast. Will... Tasks. The Glee Club with helping him propose to Emma, but begins to worry about what her mental illness will mean for their life together. He eventually goes through with it, and she says yes. Sam joins a secretized swimming team in hopes of winning Mercedes back. Artie doesn't know how to let Becky down easily after she develops feelings for him. After learning of his plan to join the army, Finn's mom tells him his dad actually died of a drug overdose, causing him to reevaluate his life and propose to Rachel. And that's what he missed on Glee! That was so hard.
0: That was so fast.
1: Uh, I did not do tongue twisters today. That was a bad one.
0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: How do you want to break down this episode? I don't. Okay.
0: Bye, guys. Bye. Have a good day. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So let's talk about, well, we obviously have the proposal of it all. So we have stuff with Finn. We have stuff with Artie and Becky. And we have, obviously, the proposal.
1: We have. A, we also have a, a splash a, of Sam Sadie's. A
0: splash of Sam Sadie's. So.
1: I think we have to end. Like, I think the Becky, Artie, and the Sam Sadie stuff just get it out of the way, you know? Not that it's bad. No. It's just like. We're not going to have a lot to say about it. Um, And then we can talk about the Will and Finn stuff.
0: Sure. Cool. Cool. Do
1: you want to start with Sam Sadie since we Uh, start with Sam Sadie's in the episode? Gosh,
0: I sure do. All
1: right. Let's talk about
0: the summer night. I am so grateful that this isn't a Finchel duet. Oh, Yeah. I think it suits Mercedes and Sam so much better Mm -hmm. I y'all know how much I love Sam Sadie's I just think they are one of the sweetest couples ever um this number is very cute it does make me It gives me pause, just because it's like, (laughs) you got to tell us what happened this summer. And it's like, y'all, it's full January. Seriously, like,
1: it's our last year on Earth. Summer was six months ago.
0: (laughs) I know. It's like, and I understand Sam moved away and he just moved back. But, like, why are we just talking about it now i just think Mm -hmm. it's funny it like makes me laugh that we're talking about summer in january and also they're fully eating lunch outside in january hello welcome to ohio yeah come
1: on sugar is in short shorts
0: i know silly goose (laughs) um i do love this number Mm -hmm. how do you feel about this number
1: i really like this number i this number this might just be because i was like i don't know in a weird mood when i watch it this morning um there is this dichotomy to glee where they want to be like this campy quirky zany show mm-hmm. and then they also want to be like a serious drama that tackles serious issues yep, yep. and i'm always pro campy quirky zany i agree but glee leans so heavily into drama that then when you do things like summer nights out of nowhere that's like full camp I, yeah. i'm like wait what What's yeah. going on here?
0: Especially in this episode, we have just the gambit of starting with summer nights, then ending with Finn proposing to Rachel. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? You yeah.
1: Know? So, it, like, I really like this number. I just was like, oh, this yeah. feels it's certainly off. jarring. It's yes. Certainly jarring.
0: But if you think about the episode before, we had uh, the Star Wars Christmas special on. So
1: true. That is true. I think it might be more. My mood this morning, which was I'm so tired. I went to bed at two in the morning, and mm. I have a matinee today.
0: Interesting. Why'd you go to bed at two in the morning?
1: I don't know. Um, it might be because I saw John Mulaney yesterday.
0: Was it so good? It was so
1: good. It was very fun. Oh my gosh! Did you
0: pee your pants?
1: I fully did. Did
0: you?
1: Yeah just just to prove just to prove something. Sure. I was like, I love. John Mulaney's comedy so much, I'm gonna pee in this seat. And the usher was like, you don't have to do that. And I was like, well, I'm gonna. And then I did.
0: Oh, wow. Good for you.
1: Thank you. Did
0: you ever laugh so hard you pee your pants?
1: I don't think that's ever happened to me. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, man. That's happened to me so many times. I remember. (laughs) Oh, this is such an embarrassing story. One time, I was out with a friend, and I was in, like, gosh, I must have been in, like, fourth grade. And I... This this is such a, a a personal story, so we don't have to put it in if you don't want to. Um, and I was with a friend, and we were, like, sitting on the elementary school, like, field. And it was just, like, a Saturday. Like, we had just, like, taken mm-hmm. a walk, and we were sitting in the field. And I, her and I were out there, and I had laughed so hard that I fully, just full peed my pants. And she's like, <laughs> Like, probably eight or nine. She's like, Are you peeing? And I went, No, it's my period. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do you gosh. think she believed me?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard, I nearly peed my pants as early as two weeks ago. That like, is incredible. <laughs> I usually can excuse myself quick enough to not, but... Oh, my God. Any hoosers. That was very, very personal. uh,
1: Do you want to keep it in?
0: Do you think it's funny? I think
1: that's incredible. Okay, Brian. I have laughed so hard that I vomited on more than one occasion.
0: Whoa! I've never done
1: that. More than... Last time was (sighs) fully during a game night, and I started laughing, and then I had to run away because I had to go puke into the sink. Whoa. Uh-uh. You
0: know, we gotta pick an end sometimes.
1: Come on, yeah. <laughs> um, back to this number. Yes. Kurt is Rizzo stupid, sorry. Yeah. Um also he looks like he's going off to the Navy. What is he wearing? <laughs> but it just like it like I understand that Chris Colfer would want to be Rizzo. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And I understand that Kurt would probably want to play Rizzo, but this number mm-hmm. isn't diegetic. It's not, oh, the Glee Club is performing summer nights. Yeah. It's like, no, they're all actually singing these things as themselves. Yes. And Kurt is a very caring person, and also Mercedes is one of his best friends. Yeah. He would not be like, oh, he sounds like a drag. Like, he should have taken the Jan stuff. I why? agree. And then just have Santana go full Rizzo. Yes. Dumb.
0: Dumb. And then, because they could have just like just easily, you're so right, just switch them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why they did that.
0: Silly. Silly, silly, silly! I don't know, because I guess they wanted Kurt to say it sounds like he sounds like a drag. Well,
1: I honestly, I think Chris Colfer probably pitched the idea of him as Rizzo.
0: He's a bad Rizzo, though.
1: He, it doesn't make sense. No. Also, Puck fully kisses Sam's hand.
0: Yeah, What's we that about? did rewatch that like two times. What's that about?
1: It's know. very weird. Right at I the know. beginning, he's like, "Tell us about last summer."
0: Mwah. Maybe like sometimes, I, and I don't know how TV works or film works in general. Um but maybe they just do it so many times that they're just like free with each other. After I think that's a while. what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, let's do it again. And they're just like so bored and comfortable with each other that they just mm-hmm. end up like messing around. Yeah, I don't know. That being said, love this number. True, Very true. cute that it was filmed where where Greece was filmed. Um, that's a lot to say about that yes. number. Yes, but. Then we have this moment with Sam and Mercedes in the hallway Mm -hmm. where Sam fully is like, what if we just got like married? And she's like, shut (laughs) the f*** (laughs) up. It is so cute. I think Sam is one of my favorite characters ever. He is just a doll. I think they belong together personally. You know? Mm -hmm. I do. I do. Mm And I won't apologize for it anymore.
1: That moment... Not to jump the gun, but first time ever I saw your face, mm-hmm. when it's the flashback of the like, not the first time Mercedes saw Sam, because we saw that he yeah. came and he sang billionaire. Was she there for that? No, no. I think it was just the boys. But it, it it's not that yeah, moment. No. But like when she sees him on the football field mm-hmm. and just that dynamic of Sam seeing her and having this big smile and being like, What's up? How's it going? Mm-hmm. And then she. Is clearly trying to, like, roll her eyes, uh-huh. but you can see that she's, like, very charmed by it. <laughs> not, I love that so, dynamic. I you,
0: too? They are so cute. And something about Sam just being, like, the most green goober mm-hmm. and her being, like, way too fucking cool for him. It's so
1: cute. And it's the Mercedes vibe of Mercedes always, always, always wants to be a diva. Mm -hmm.
0: But Mercedes Uh has too
1: good of a heart to be a diva. And so it's always Mercedes is trying. Mercedes is like, frankly, Mercedes wants to be Santana. And so she's always trying to be like, oh, I'm too cool for this, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then she has such a good heart that she's like, oh, but he is just like so nice and so happy. He
0: is so cute. (laughs) I... I, I love their relationship so much. And then, jumping to like her crying in the bathroom being like, like, I wasn't thinking about Shane. I was thinking about Sam. I was like, please, writers, give me what I want. Let them be together, please.
1: Yeah, which, hear me out. Shane's great. He's so supportive. We love Shane. We
0: love Shane.
1: He has the personality of a boot. What's going on? <laughs> there is the scene when she is cleaning up Uh, Sam gets slushied and so she is helping clean him up and
0: Shane,
1: Shane Shane is like hey Mercedes what are you doing and she's like oh helping out a friend and he's like oh well it looks like he can take care of himself the line reading is literally Mercedes what are you doing oh I'm just
0: helping out a friend
1: it looks like he can take care of himself like where's the emotion so, what's going on
0: totally I also it's disappointing to see that just because if my partner was being like kind to another person who is who just got full bullied mm-hmm. I would like not pull them away from it I yeah. don't know so it made me like Shane a little less yeah it's not I like she I understand there is definitely tension there yeah. and maybe Shane can sense that but also hello Sam just got bullied yeah I don't know <laughs> he does. He's pretty dull. He is. And like uh, maybe uh, maybe I would feel different if they like gave me something to like know about Shane. But all I know about Shane is that he loves Mercedes, which I mean that rocks. I'm glad he does.
1: Spoiler alert for this show as a whole, <laughs> there is never any surprise who the end game couples are going to be. Mm-hmm. Because the writers literally could not be bothered to develop their, like, intermediary, is that the right word? Who knows? Mm. Uh, love interests. Yeah. Like, if you haven't figured this out by now, I don't know what show you've been watching. Klain, clearly the writers want Klain to be Endgame. Yeah. Like, anytime, That they're interested in someone that's not each other. The person is so bland, has no personality. Absolutely. And like Finchel, the writers want to be Endgame. Anytime they're interested, besides like Quinn, anytime they're interested in someone that's not each other, they have no personality. They are so boring. Like the writers do not care.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And we see that with, they don't care to to develop Shane. Yeah. And no, no spoilers, I don't remember if... (laughs) <laughs> Sam and Mercedes end up together, <laughs> but they feel like game to me, to my heart. <laughs> Don't spoil it for me, you guys.
1: So, the Sam joined synchronized swimming team.
0: Hell yeah, I love synchronized swimming.
1: This whole Sam Evans in this episode is prime Glee.
0: Yeah,
1: it is very sweet mm-hmm. and like has an emotional truth to it. And yet, it is so kooky and stupid. Yep, I love it. Like, why does this high school have a synchronized swimming team?
0: I know. Hello, Ohio.
1: They all take it so seriously. Yeah. And then we get the introduction of one of my favorite Glee characters, Ross Washington.
0: Seriously? (laughs) My God. And
1: she has, like... I think she only has the one line. And, though I mean, the one line is a monologue. Yes, it's a
0: great line.
1: Yeah, she just has, like like a paragraph that she says in this episode and that's it and it is so packed to the brim with jokes it is so incredible i love it
0: brad falchuk really said roz you're my muse
1: (laughs) i think brad falchuk really said hey ian can you write this one
0: that (laughs) monologue
1: stinks of ian brennan (laughs) Oh, it is so <laughs> Just funny. Just the
0: end line of, if you pee my pool, I will kill you. But the way
1: it's set up, like, she's, like, because she's talked about how she's overcome all this adversity. Mm-hmm. And she worked her whole life to, like, prove everyone wrong. And then she went to the Olympics and she won a bronze medal in individual synchronized swimming. And it's set up like she's going to tell him this, like, great inspirational thing she learned. And she says, I'm going to say one thing to you, Sam Evans, mm-hmm. and I'm only going to say it once. If you pee in my pool, I will kill you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I love that. Uh, I I mean, (laughs) does Sam stay in the synchronized swimming team for long? Who knows?
1: I think he, I mean, Roz sticks around. Yes. Roz stays on the show for like the rest of the show. Um, I think Sam does. I think there are more references of him being on the team, but I don't super remember. Mm,
0: We'll see, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. You know what's not very consistent? What? Last episode, Finn gave away his Letterman jacket, sold it so he could buy our girl some earrings. Mm-hmm. He fully is wearing it this episode.
1: When does he wear it? He
0: wears it during uh-huh, uh-huh, um. <laughs> uh huh. Uh. I forgot to mention it while we were talking about summer nights. Um, fully is wearing it. Come on, man.
1: My gosh.
0: I know. <laughs> Silly.
1: Well, speaking of inconsistencies, um back at the end of season two, which we did mention this in the Glax when we did this episode, back in the end of season two, I don't remember what episode specifically, Emma is helping Will pack up because he might be moving to New York to be in a crossroads, the Britney Spears musical mm-hmm. that April wrote. Mm-hmm. Um and she's like helping him throw away stuff. And she's like, what about this sweater vest? And he's like, oh, that's the sweater vest I wore the day I first met you.
0: <gasps> You're right. He fully was not wearing that.
1: He's wearing a regular vest, not of the sweater variety. Come on, writers. I hate this show. Keep a show Bible. <sighs> those are all my Sam Sadie's thoughts,
0: though. I think those are all mine, too. I mean, ending with truly, I love this free pair. I just think they're the best. (laughs) I think they belong together. I think it was written in the stars. Yum. Love you, Shane. For real.
1: Or some God's experiment in which they have no say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Now do you want to talk about Artie? Bacardi? Bacardi. 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 Do you know what kind of alcohol that is?
1: No, I didn't know that was an alcohol.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, i'm pretty sure bacardi and i was right it's rum i don't drink much it's rum Hey so bacardi
1: i was talking to someone about this the other day um i don't drink that's not a secret on this podcast it is like so bizarre to me that like rum is a drink that people drink
0: you thought it's just for pirates
1: because i'm always like but that's like what is it like freaking 1650 like why are you drinking rum are you on the spanish sea because like rum I, is
0: made of sugar
1: i always think of pirates when i hear rum <laughs> and i think it's so funny to see people at a party drinking a pirate drink what's up with that <laughs>
0: Like shiver me timbers y'all Seriously. we're taking shots of rum what kind of party is it's this like
1: you brought some doubloons to buy them from the bartender <laughs> my gosh
0: what are we gonna walk the plank after this
1: <laughs> okay Bacardi Bacardi this I don't want to you know beat this over the head that every storyline I'm like I was surprised by how good this was mm-hmm. I was shocked by how much I really enjoyed this storyline
0: me
1: too it's like, very sweet, very tender. Yeah. And then also, the fact that Helen Mirren is Becky's inner voice... I know! ...is comedic so gold. So funny. So good. So funny. Oh my gosh. I really love this storyline.
0: I do too. I really do too. I think it's... In the episode about, like, love and getting married, it's it's the heart of the episode, I think. hmm I think Becky is such... A cool, interesting, awesome character, and I'm really grateful we got this storyline with her. Because, like, I mean, we see Becky being just a super bitch all the time, which mm-hmm. I think is awesome. You know, I you know, I love bitchy girl characters, so do you. True, true. Um, but seeing this like part of her heart and seeing that, like, you know, like someone just even like speaking to Becky, you know, like, and like asking her questions about herself, I was like, I'm so grateful. I don't know. I love it personally. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love, um, I love a, the moment when Artie is like, Hey Becky, I just want to be friends with you. I don't want to date you. Mm -hmm. And that she's like, Oh, is it because I'm too intimidating? Which is like the whole like bitchy Becky thing we always see. And then we hear Helen Mirren come in where it's like, I didn't ask him what yeah. I wanted to ask him, which is if it was because I have downs, because I know the answer is yes.
0: Yeah, which I think fits with the Becky that we know is that mm-hmm. she's very hard shelled, you know, mm-hmm. and that she like protects that part of herself and like protects her heart. And we see we see her heart in this episode, and I ugh, it's just lovely. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I also love the message. I just love the whole idea of this because you know the situation that Artie is in, where it's like someone that he does genuinely care about and doesn't want to hurt Mm -hmm. but he's not romantically interested in Mm -hmm. and she's into him and he doesn't know how to handle it because Mm -hmm. he's like well i i don't want to hurt her but also i don't want to lead her on and like that's a good dilemma but then also the way it's solved where sue is like cool how about you just handle it like you would with anyone
0: else Mm -hmm. like that's what she
1: wants is to be treated like everyone else so how would you do this with anyone else yeah yeah i really love that i do too I also love the moment, which this is her being treated like everyone else, when um the Glee Club has the intervention with Artie, where they're like, we don't think you should be mm-hmm. going on this date with Becky, blah, blah, blah. And someone is like, we all love Becky. And Santana goes, I don't. That girl's a mega bitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's a conniving bitch. Like... <laughs> I love that Santana and Becky have like just this co-captain, like very tumultuous relationship. Yeah. Where it's, like they hate each other. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. I I love that part where they're at where they're at breadsticks together. And like, you know, Becky's always yelling at people. Mm-hmm. And I love someone asking her a question for once. Yeah. You know, like I just love it. I just think it's very sweet. And I love that the part with Artie like yelling at the club with the Becky, the Becky Vention. I don't know. I just really, I like it. I don't think the show handles much well, but at least from my perspective, I, I like this a lot. I wish it could have ended happier for Becky, but you know, I also think it like sometimes breakups are a part of life. And like getting rejected as a part of life and her sitting there with with Sue and realizing that she's like she's got a support system and like they're gonna watch beaches. I've done that, you know. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I also love when Becky sex Artie. yeah, like sends him some kind of sexual photo and he shows it to Sue and Sue thinks it's like the most adorable thing she's ever
0: seen. <laughs> she's
1: like, oh, she's got a cute little figure.
0: Which is, like, super gross. But also, like, it's, I just think it's, like, Sue and Becky's relationship, I think, it's, like, one of the most special things on this show. Mm-hmm. The way she's, like, like just, like, looks at her like her kid and is like, yeah. oh, look at my kid! Yeah. Also, <laughs> and even, like, the, oh, like even when... When Becky's like, I don't know, I like artie Should I like ask him out? And, she, and Sue's like, Yeah, or she can say no. Like, I love that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love that scene.
1: And when artie's talking to Sue, and Sue is telling artie like, just be honest with her that you don't want to date her. And her reasoning is, uh so she can date someone who maybe doesn't sound like one of those weird puppets they bring around to schools to teach kids about sexual predators. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very funny. Oh my gosh, this episode is so funny. There's also the scene when Artie asks out Sugar Uh and Sugar turns him down, but it's not because he's in a wheelchair. It's because Sugar is nervous that people are going to think that her arms look fatter than his legs Uh and she's self conscious about that. (laughs) So she's like, I'm sorry, we cannot date. (laughs) (laughs)
0: She's like, I can't deal with that. Freaking Sugar. Sugar also gets a a solo in this episode.
1: And it's, like, partially sung.
0: I know. Good for her. I know. Sugar, you you gained some pitch, girlfriend. You
1: did. Good for you. Good for you. Well. Well. That's Cardi for me.
0: That's Cardi for me as well. I'd love to, like, yeah. I'd love to hear other people's perspective from this. Because I think my perspective, Mm -hmm. at least from, like, I just think is probably a little limited. Yeah. But I think. I love this part of the episode. I think Becky is an awesome character. She's one of my favorites. So I love anything with her in it. I'm usually here for. So Uh, what should we talk about next?
1: I wasn't able to divide the Finn and Will stuff because it has so much overlap. I don't know. Do you want to talk about Finn
0: first? Because it's less. Yeah, let's talk about Finn. Great. So this episode with Finn hurts my stomach. In several ways. Yeah. Like, um, last week felt spooky. This week feels even spookier. Um, just to fully jump into it, mm-hmm. um, we have the scene where Finn Finn learns how his father actually passed away. Mm-hmm. Which Carol has been, I get, like, lying to him about and decides that in front of his teacher and his guidance counselor and his stepdad, that this is the, and in the middle of his school, that this is the time to tell him. Um, I don't think that was the move, Carol. I really don't. I also am not a mom, so I have no idea. And I couldn't imagine um, having to come up with like, with with how to deal with that. It does give me pause because I, I've i done a lot of reading on this, mostly on Reddit, because there's not a lot of, like, official sources on this. There's just, like, discourse online. Mm-hmm. This feels to me like a classic example of Glee sticking, um, like, this real-life person's struggles yeah. into a show. Yeah, Specifically, in 2011, f- um, Corey Monteith, um, like... Uh, was interviewed a couple of times um specifically about his like history with addiction and his like he in high school there's like lots of articles about this you can read in high school he like moved around from school to school to school like specifically for like troubled youth um because of his trouble with especially like opiates and drugs Mm -hmm. um so he was very vocal about that. And like uh, there was one article I read that like the tri- the title of it was a quote from him saying like, I'm like grateful to be alive. That. Uh, how do I even say this? It like. Hurts my stomach that this show would do that to him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like. If that was me, God forbid, and I was like going through something and then these writers decide to put it in and how dare they put in lines that are like, we don't want you to end up like your dad. Like, how dare they? Um, And uh, I don't know. It just like hurts to watch, you know, I don't know.
1: Well, it's super screwed up about it. And this is like, you know, hearsay. Like, this is just like the word around the block. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Naya Rivera's book, Sorry Not Sorry, she does mention that around season three is when Corey started to relapse. Mm. That he started relapsing a bit around this time. And a lot of what people think was going on in this scene is is Essentially, the executive producers like Ryan Murphy were trying to like scare Corey straight, we're like put this plot line in to be like, Hey Corey, like shape up, yeah. And that is so screwed up, yeah. Like, if you, which I do, I like, I genuinely believe that like they were worried about him, yeah. I do think it like came from a place of like love and care, but like. Talk to him privately. Yeah. Don't be like, we're so worried about you, we're going to have you act out your trauma on camera in front of the entire world.
0: Millions of people that watch this show.
1: It is so... Like, it is something that he struggled with so much as a teenager and is now struggling with... uh, It's like televising someone's intervention.
0: Yeah.
1: It is so jacked up.
0: I really don't like it.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: It also... I think, takes away from Carol's character. hmm Like, and we don't know much about Finn's biological father, but we do know that, like, Finn has a very, like, special place in his heart for him. And I don't know. I think, not that it takes that away, but I think it, I don't know. I just really don't like it. Because they, like, backtrack on all of this, like, work they've done with Carol and work they've done with Finn and, like, his dad. And then they just put this in there to, you're right, like, scare Cory Monteith straight. It hurts my stomach. I don't like it. It, I really, like, it's sleazy. Mm -hmm. It is sleazy. And, like, I could not imagine being a Corey in this situation or his fucking co-workers mm-hmm. and like having to read the script and know what i know about him like how dare they yeah what the fuck i really i really don't like it
1: it's so dumb they do it all the time where they like use the actors real lives to inspire the script mm-hmm. and they're like Fun examples of that. Like, oh, Naya Rivera has this alter ego that she calls Snicks. So Santana has an alter ego she calls Snicks. But like, when they just like dredge up their interpersonal conflicts and their traumas and they're like, and now it's in the show, so work it out. Like, we'll talk about this more when we get to it. Um, but there's a lot of stuff later in the show where Leah Michelle and Naya Rivera were super not getting along. And so they, just kept writing a bunch of feuds between rachel and santana being like great they'll work it out on camera like no do not make these actors work out their problems on camera
0: yeah it's also like they're co-workers yeah it, we've talked about this a little bit before i do not understand and i think your brother alex kind of said it best when he said something like people like forget that actors are people and they expect them to like, just be like emotionally willing to like give up any trauma or like rehash trauma or like that when you're an actor, that kind of stuff is for other people. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's not true. You would not go to target and have your boss be like, okay, Lena, I know you don't get along with Ian, go work with Ian. It's like, no, it'd be like, no, Ian and Lena don't get along. Put Lena in, The Mm -hmm. grocery aisle. You know? Like, that doesn't happen at regular work. You know? Yeah. Whack. I hate it. I really... Like, this is... I think... uh, I I love Glee in so many ways. This is a huge reason I hate it. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't fun. Like, it's not funny. Like, and then the worst case scenario happens with this as well Mm -hmm. and you know and we have so many other things where like ryan murphy is full like trolling these actors with real problems and writing in i i just hate it i really it hurts to watch you know yeah and how do they like get away with this uh, really because am. it was the biggest show on TV. Woo, welcome to Fox. Because
1: Ryan Murphy is the second highest paid showrunner in television. Um, positive thing about this scene: Rory Rosemont is acting her butt off. She's so good. Good for her. No,
0: Seriously. Honestly, no, that the thing is, she's not acting. She knows this these, she knows this man. Yeah. That's the thing. Is she's full scaring him straight. And you know Brad Feltrick pulled her aside. Bradley Bucher full pull, pulled pulled it, her it aside. Is Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Probably Bradley Bucher in the in another <laughs> different episode. <laughs> and I think it's Bieker. It's not even Buker. <laughs> Eric Stoltz fully pulled her aside and was like, hey, you know. You know what's up. Use it. I just think she's a good actor. No, she totally is. She <laughs> absolutely just... is. But <laughs> I just hate it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think she is a great actor, and i I think all of them are. But it, I, it, all of it, all of I can't look at any of it. Yeah. I don't know.
1: <sighs> um, also, really fast, just because we said we would do this. Bert mentions that he needs someone to watch the shop when he's in DC. <laughs> one tally to them remembering that he's a congressman now. Good for them. Good for them. Holler back. <laughs> All right. The next Finn thing is without Chew. Without a Chew.
0: I hate it!
1: I fully ground and rolled my it eyes when this song disrespectful. started.
0: disrespectful.
1: I hate it. I One, I hate it because this is a Finn storyline. Mm-hmm. It's about Finn. Mm-hmm. Why is Rachel getting a whole solo? She also already sang in this episode, and she's going to sing again. Why do we need this song from her? It doesn't feel like it furthers the plot at all. Like I understand that they need, you know, because Finn, they're at breadsticks, and Finn is talking about how he is such a loser, and it's in his DNA because he just found out his dad was a loser, and he's just like, I feel like I have nothing in my life, and they need... Finn to get to the point where he realizes that he has Rachel in his life, and then he's like, "Oh, she's the only thing I have in my life," and then he'll propose to her. I understand that sequence of events. Yeah. Um, we didn't need a whole
0: song. No. <laughs> and the way that she fully interrupts this man, mm-hmm. like, and I know it's like it's in her head or whatever. Yeah. But he's fully speaking to her and Kurt, and he trails out. And then there's Rachel singing in slow motion. I hate it. It is disrespectful. I hate it so much. Like, it...
1: Also, it is, like, near the full song. It goes it's on It's
0: so long!
1: It goes on for, like, three minutes. It is far too long. I don't need this whole song. I don't. There's also an incredible moment where Rachel is singing, and it cuts to Finn's face. You know, Cory is such a good actor. You can just, like, see in his eyes, like, how much... He cares about Rachel and like how touched he is that she feels this way about him. Mm-hmm. He does this like very cute half smile, and then the camera pans down and yeah. zooms in on Will's face.
0: <laughs> when I was watching it with you, you went, Why? Seriously,
1: <laughs> so like, I don't care. Why is he on the screen?
0: But also, the, the song ends, and the song is sweet. Like, and I. Uh, and especially because these two are full, full dating at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, they are in love. Like, they kiss no. I know. could you imagine uh-uh. if your two high school peers fully got up and like made out in front of you <sighs> like,
1: this is a place of learning seriously like save that for home
0: I know it's like you guys can make out yeah go away though and I don't it's... want to see it I hate watching Vangel kiss
1: it's not even a peck they go at it they
0: full make out
1: in the middle she's of the, the choir she's got her classroom. legs like
0: wrapped around his waist it's terrible oh
1: my gosh
0: but uh, you know what all saves this for me Santana, my Mm girly, yelling. (laughs) I didn't realize this was the make everything about Rachel Berry and force everyone to watch assignment.
1: You know what doesn't save it for me? Hmm. That line. Why? Because it proves that the writers know that's a problem. True. And they're not interested in fixing it. you so right. The writers are clearly aware that Rachel gets too much screen time and the other characters get pushed to the side. And they're like, "Uh, we'll reference it. that's a problem, but we're going to keep doing it.
0: Yeah. I hate it, but I do like that line. No, it is a funny line. But you're right, it doesn't save anything.
1: And Will being like, (sighs) Will says something like, Santana, cool it. It's fine. And I was like, oh yeah, Will is the writer insert. He
0: is. And he is. That's what it is. Um, This episode ends with Finn proposing to Rachel. And this is something we'll have to deal with in the next couple Mm -hmm. of episodes. We'll talk about it lots. He took out a full credit card? How do you get a credit card? I
1: have no idea.
0: Can you have a credit card in high school?
1: I don't think
0: so. I don't even currently have a credit card. I was going to say... Don't tell anyone. I
1: don't know because I fully do
0: not have a credit card.
1: (laughs) It's something that keeps me up at night. I'm like, I don't have any credit because I don't have a credit card.
0: Well, I do have credit because I just pay, like, you know, bills and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, student loans. But... Yeah, we should get credit cards. We should. We should get credit cards. So that cards. we can this buy engagement
1: rings for each other. <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> I hate it. This is one of my least favorite Glee arcs of all time. Do you love this arc?
1: We don't agree on this.
0: You like it?
1: Drama. Are you kidding It's dramatic. I hate it. I, bu- I fully believe it's something they would do. I, I fully don't like believe. It. That Rachel is, like, so just, like, wide-eyed and idealistic and thinks her life is a fairy tale that she would absolutely go along with this and say yes. I hate it. I fully believe that Finn, because it's been such a thing about Finn, that he is so afraid of of amounting to nothing. That he's so afraid of being a nobody Mm -hmm. and just being... Like he says, I have high school hero life zero written on my forehead. That he's so afraid that he's going to amount to nothing and he thinks so highly of Rachel. I totally buy that he would get to this place where everyone is going on to bigger and better things and he's like, oh my gosh, the only good thing I have is Rachel and she's about to leave me. I have to lock that down.
0: Doesn't mean I like it. It's good TV. It's drama. And... It hurts my stomach.
1: Oh, uh, I'm so for it. Uh-uh. I'm so for it. It's good uh-uh. TV.
0: Well, interesting. I can't wait to watch these next couple episodes with you.
1: I also like this scene. Hear me out, everyone. Finn's making a bad decision. They should not get engaged. They're way too young. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, it like... They do a good job of showing Finn's thought process and that he just like cares so much about Rachel mm-hmm. and thinks so highly of her and they reference like the date they went on in showmans mm-hmm. and they do that little piano theme that do 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 and love you know doo, doo, every doo, time doo, doo, i think i'm out doo,
0: doo, 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 doo.
1: i hear that theme it pulled me right back
0: in seriously
1: i'm all for it i like this scene i like this plot line
0: would
1: okay. I can't talk too much about why I like it because it's a spoiler. Sure. But
0: well, uh, don't spoil it for me either. I can't. I
1: was going to say it, but I'm pro this
0: plotline. And you know me. Sometimes my moral compass, my what's right compass, really me oh. up watching this show because <laughs> I wouldn't do any of it. <sighs>
1: Alright. Bye Finn. Bye Finn. Let's talk about Will. I hate you so. I always will. Um, I know everyone over the last few episodes, we've been like, oh my gosh, Will was barely in this episode. And everyone's been like, "Oh, I know. When are we gonna get a Will episode? Dang it. When is he gonna when are we gonna get Akafellas 2 where he's the main character? Electro Book Boom! Come on, Okafellas 2, red, white, and blonde. Come on. (laughs) Here it is, you guys.
0: Here it is, Okafellas 2.
1: Okafellas 2, the great Muppet Caper. Will is here. He is the lead of this episode. Truth. And honestly, I don't love it, but I don't hate it.
0: There are moments I hate.
1: There are for sure moments I hate. I think the reason I don't hate the plotline as a whole is because Jayma Mays, uh, friend of the podcast, is truly acting as if her life depended on it. And I'm pro that. I'm always pro more Emma Pillsbury because Definitely. she gets the shaft in the show a whole lot. Absolutely. Right off the bat, inciting incident is Emma-focused. Love it. We find out that Coach Beast and Cooter got engaged on Christmas Eve... In a Taco Bell?
0: Yes. What the <laughs> f- are you doing in a Taco Bell on Christmas Eve, my people? <laughs>
1: Amazing. I'm all for it.
0: Seriously. Sue
1: gets mad because Cooter was her go-to booty call, and she's <laughs> She's gotta sad. call
0: Boreanis.
1: She's gotta call David Boreanis from TV's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, written specifically for us.
0: <laughs> I know. Those jokes are for us.
1: For real. The Boreanis jokes keep them coming, Seriously, writers. Seriously,
0: I'm in. <laughs> I... Let's kick this off with Wedding Bell Blues. Love this number. I I, think it's fantastic. I love this number.
1: It's so fun.
0: I think it is a perfectly number to me. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so fun. It's such a cute number. I love Beast and Sue in the back in the dresses. I love how all of it is in slow motion. I love how it ends with... Emma getting carried away with her own fantasy and fully mm-hmm. proposing to Will in the middle of the, the mm-hmm. faculty lounge. I'm obsessed. I just think it's so sweet.
1: I also love that moment where Will and Emma are dressed as the toppings of a wedding cake yeah, and they they're on them. top yes. of the wedding cake. So sweet. Every This episode has a lot of slow-mo moments. Yes. Um, like this song, there's Someone Without You. And I always just love to imagine... You know, like Matthew Morrison is dancing, and Jayma Mays is in the corner, like "Will I love you so? I always will." And when you speak, I hear a choir of carousels, because they have to like go that fast so that it's in normal speed. Yes! Oh my gosh, I would
0: love. (laughs) Well, I mean, we did watch it kind of sped up, but I would love to like be a fly on the wall when Mm -hmm. they film that kind of stuff. Well, they they do a lot of that on Glee Project. Oh, where they do a lot of things in slow motion that they have to speed up. Dang. Yeah, so I guess we'll have to watch the Glee project. We, I want to. I do too.
1: I. It is impressive because I feel like if I had to lip sync to the song that fast, I'd be so concentrated on like m- getting the the like sounds right that mm. my face would just be blank. Yeah. I'm always very impressed with how they are able to emote so well yeah. when they clearly are like speed talking yeah, these seriously.
0: lyrics. Yeah, <gasps> seriously. Yo. Hell. You know what I love also before? I just really love that scene with all three of them before the song starts. Mm-hmm. We get a callback to Sue never calling <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Emma the right name. She calls her Amelia. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, It's 2012. You proposed to him, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, Yes! I just think it's so fun. <laughs> I just think this whole thing is very cute, very sweet. Mm-hmm. I, I love Emma in this yes. episode. That being said, We have, um, so that happens. Yes. And then we have Will deciding that now is the time that he's going to propose to Emma. How long have they been officially dating?
1: Um, god, they started dating in season two, but when in season two? I would say they're getting close to a year. Okay. And then they also dated for like two months, two or three months in season one. I am an ember. Yeah, I'm an ember. I feel like that's a decent amount of time. Sure, to get engaged. and they've, they've yeah.
0: known each other for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they've known each other for years and years. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. no, I don't think it's rushed. What I, I don't buy so. is how Emma is like. Well, I just don't know if Will wants to marry me, and I'm like, it's all he ever freaking talks about. I know. And then how Will is like, wait, does Emma want to be a bride? And I'm like, Will, literally in the second episode of the season, you found her private box, and it was just full of wedding ideas. Yeah. Like, what's going on that these two characters are like, well, I just don't know if they're interested in marriage. Like, we've been around this block before. I know. Dumb.
0: The soup's dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't buy that as well. I just think, I don't know. Then we have... Will telling the kids it's the assignment of the week to help him propose to his girlfriend.
1: The fact that it's not like Will is like, hey, assignment of the week, I have a proposal idea. I need you guys to help because I need more people. The assignment is, hey, kids, um, I want to propose to my girlfriend. So you guys brainstorm. But I don't know shit about her. (laughs) Seriously. You guys brainstorm, come up with some uh, cute ideas, Mm -hmm. and then bring them to me and then I will make you do all the work. Yep. So you come up with the idea, you plan it, and then you execute yeep, the idea.
0: Yeep, for real. This assignment of the week is crazy. uh uh-uh. And if someone came to me and was like, help me propose, but you give me the idea, I'd be like, maybe you shouldn't be getting married. Seriously. <laughs> like, what?
1: I Can don't... you imagine? I'm like, hey, Lena, I'm going to propose to whoever. Uh, would you help me? And you're like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm like, Cool.
0: What, what should I do?
1: So what are we gonna do? So
0: it's like <laughs> ah, I don't know. It's your proposal. Seriously, I don't know your relationship. <laughs> Seriously, I hate it. And also implies that Emma would want that. And mm-hmm. I think she, I think Miss Pillsbury loves the Glee Club, has a special place in her heart for all these kids. Is that what Emma would really want?
1: I don't know. I you would make a good point.
0: Seriously, I, I, frankly, learn this of me, y'all. Hate public proposals. I think they're tacky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially flash mobby ones. Mm-hmm. This one's pretty flash mobby. I don't like it? it.
1: It is 2012.
0: Truth. Truth. Everyone was getting engaged with flash mobs back in that day. Yeah. If that happened to me, I feel like it's coercion y. When people get engaged in public. Because
1: you have to and say like, yes because everyone's to looking. say
0: yes. Oh my gosh.
1: And normally it's fine if like you know the person's going to say yes, you know? Truth. But this whole episode is how they're both like, well, like, I don't know if the other one wants to get married. married. I
0: know. That's also the funniest thing in the world to me is when um, people get engaged and they're like, I had no idea it was that, that was even coming. And it's like you guys aren't like actively talking about the next steps in your relationship. Maybe you shouldn't be getting engaged. Like, you need to, like, have, I think, in my mind, there are, like, there's, like, a soft proposal that happens Mm -hmm. where it's, like, no, this is happening. Like, we're going to get married. Like, and then there's, like, the official public, like, not public proposal, but, like, you know, with, like, a ring and stuff. At least in my mind.
1: Yeah, like, you don't both have to have been, like, are we getting married for sure? Yes. But, like, marriage should have been spoken of. Yeah. At some point and uh it was it a just, positive conversation. Yeah.
0: I think it should personally I think it should be like, oh, so we're doing this thing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well let's see like what how <laughs> the next couple of weeks go. You know, something like I don't know. That's just what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um that being said, should we talk about the proposal ideas that the these kids come up with?
1: Yes. What's the first one? Is it moves like Jagger? I think so. Yo, I hate this number so much. Jumpin'
0: Jack Flash.
1: I hate this number. A, I hate this song. Yes. It's a nightmare. It was everywhere. I didn't like it the first time I heard it. I didn't like the hundred thousandth time I heard it.
0: I don't like this mashup.
1: This mashup is bad. Bad. I understand that what they're wearing is supposed to feel like (laughs) Mick Jagger,
0: why? these outfits are the most offensive glee outfits i've ever seen they're
1: so ugly oh
0: my god
1: they're so ugly. i hate them why are the scarves sparkly
0: i who are you hannah montana for it's real also like 2012 like we have gone through 2009 mm-hmm. 2010 2011 and now we're in 2012 like i was in high school in 2012 mm-hmm. like what there's no reason they should be dressing like this. They look like ass.
1: I mean, I will say a deep V was big in 2012. Was it? Yes. Ah. It was very big in 2012. I I still don't like it. But why yeah. the sparkle scarves? Why the sparkle, sparkle scarves, scarves also, were not big in 2012. Were so tight. Yeah. No, it's bad news. And they start this number off by Artie and Will being like. Hey, Mr. Schuster, our teacher, we are your teenage students. We are both minors. We're going to talk about how sexy your hips are and how you should use that to propose to your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Everything about this conversation is so inappropriate. How has Will put these students in so many compromising situations that they they
0: think this is is real?
1: They think that you talk to your high school Mm -hmm. teacher about how sexy their hips are. And also that they are coming up with ideas of how he should propose to his girlfriend.
0: Yep. I hate it.
1: Oh my gosh. I
0: hate it. Um, This number is also so weird. Mm-hmm. Like you have like the three guys in the back who, when did they arrive? <laughs> 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 and then you have the three guys up front who are dancing and it's just like, cut the guys from the back. What the uh-huh. fuck are they doing here?
1: They're singing Jumpin' Jack. What is Flash, it? Flash. I know. I know the Rolling Stones, like the back of my hand. Seriously. I know more than just Ruby Tuesday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Die Coke.
1: Not funny. Not
0: funny. <sighs> no.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: This song is whack. I really hate it.
1: Also, the fact that, like, Will is in the number, but Artie is singing it. Artie is like let me propose to your girlfriend for you
0: that's the thing with all of these proposals is it's like none of them are like will you could sing this song to her it's mm-hmm. like well let me propose to your girlfriend for you which for me, is not
1: off track for a bunch of teenage theater kids
0: no i would do it too <laughs> i still hate it and listen something i do like about this number I love my ching dance feature. True. That's not that's not a lie for me. So something
1: I don't like about this number, every time it cuts to Matthew Morrison in a sparkly scarf still, but with a tank top. He's wearing a, a
0: tick top now. A what dance fuck?
1: feature by himself, and his face is like, oh, oh.
0: Yeah. Like, what is that about? And listen, they're all trying to do like Mick Jagger faces and walk like Mick Jagger, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I really hate it. I really hate it.
1: Also, like this number once again is just for iTunes.
0: Yes. In what
1: universe would someone be like? Oh, you need a proposal idea? What about freaking moves like Jagger by Maroon Five? I know,
0: but it's no two thousand eleven slash two thousand twelve. This song is everywhere. Yeah,
1: no, it like because every other proposal idea, I am like, oh. I see the thought process behind this. I hate Rachel singing without you, mm-hmm. but I can see that Rachel yes. Berry would be like, oh, this is a song you could use for your proposal. Mm-hmm. What's going on that Artie genuinely is yeah. like, you know what I know about Miss Pillsbury? Uh, she is very loyal. Mm-hmm. She is like very innocent and idealistic. Mm-hmm. And she's very romantic. Have you thought of moves like Jagger? What on earth? Whack. Oh, my gosh.
0: That's truly really all I have to say about it. I do like that it's... um, Bacardi's first date is her just coming to watch.
1: That is funny. That's sweet. And then when she <laughs> wants there to be more to the date, Artie's like, um... This was the date. Yeah. I... I have been in the Artie situation in this episode before. I know. When you're like, no, we... We did the thing. That's the end of the day. Goodbye. And it's like, no, we're supposed to do more stuff. No, this is it. Goodbye.
0: Let's talk about the first time ever I saw your face.
1: Before we talk about the first time ever I saw your face, uh, just because this happens before chronologically, let's talk about the diamond basement. How Will I The diamond
0: basement.
1: Is that what it's called? That's
0: a euphemism. (laughs) I'm sure.
1: My... Finn is like, Santana, I care about you. I saw your diamond basement. <laughs> That's why I want you to accept that you're a lesbian. Um
0: I saw your diamond basement. The, <laughs> Gross. Sorry. The fact, I threw up.
1: the fact that Will is going uh engagement ring shopping with a
0: Oh my god
1: 17-year-old. Where are his friends? Like, go with Beast. Well,
0: listen, he's got none. Yeah. The full teacher asks his full student to be his best.
1: Uh-huh. And then, when he asks him to be his best man, he says to him, I know that you'll make sure I don't do anything stupid at the bachelor Literally? party.
0: Literally? It's like, you're what, you're going to take this guy to a strip club? Seriously, this is a trial.
1: You're going to take your high school age student to your bachelor party, Will? And who else is going to be there? It's just going to be freaking Finn and Puck and you? And Coach Beast, maybe? Oh my gosh. No, thank you.
0: I think Coach Beast is such a cool character and such an underutilized character. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like we spent a couple of episodes back in season two, like, you know, developing that relationship between them. And like, where is that at? It's gone. I really hate it. I really hate it.
1: Uh, Also, like, Will is totally the kind of teacher who just, it's so important to him that the cool kids think that he's cool. Like,
0: I hate teachers like this.
1: The way, and like, with Finn, it makes a little more sense because like, you know- Finn is really self-conscious and Finn doesn't have like a strong paternal figure in his life. And so I could kind For of
0: erasure, sure.
1: I mean, but like when yes. when Will first met Finn. Yes. Um and so I could kind of excuse it with Finn that I was like, oh, he's just like really trying to take Finn under his wing because Finn doesn't like super have anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh but he also really favors Puck. And that's where, <laughs> that's where it's clear that it's like, no, it's because Will wants the cool kids to like him. Yeah,
0: seriously. He wants to invite his high school students to yeah. his wedding because he wants them to think he's awesome.
1: Yeah, because he wants freaking Noah Puckerman to think he's a cool dude.
0: Which, listen, Will, you're not. No. You're not.
1: Did you know that you have so few friends that you have to ask a 17-year-old to help pick that out your engagement
0: embarrassing. ring? If I If I was a teacher... And I heard that another teacher, like, you know, teachers develop, like, you know, you know, especially, like, paternal-maternal relationships with mm-hmm. students all the time. Yeah. And then, like, you know, they somehow become, like, pseudo-part of the family. Yeah. I get that. That happens, yeah. and I see it. But, like, <sighs> and I heard that, like, w- w- uh, like a co-worker of mine fully took a student to the diamond box or the diamond basement. Uh,
1: he showed <sighs> a student his diamond basement?
0: Will Schuster belongs in jail.
1: If I was a high schooler and my teacher said to me, I've learned more about being a man from you than anyone I've ever met, I'd be like, dude, you have to get out more. Seriously, I'm not a man. I am a legal child. Literally. I'm 17 years old.
0: <laughs> like, that's a that's a, tri- <laughs> that's a child. And that's a pimply bitch.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is, but yes. You don't? No.
0: Uh, well. Gosh. Anyway, it's wild. <sighs>
1: All right. Do you want to talk about the first time ever I saw your face? I do. So, um it was in 2016. <laughs> I was in the auditorium of Southern Utah University. Perfect. Um and I was watching a show of a bunch of sketches mm-hmm. and one of them was called The Sinkhole. And there was a scene uh, where it was at a town hall meeting and this woman got up and she talked about how the sinkhole that was going to affect the town uh, she wanted it to be a swimming pool for all of her kids to hang out in and then she listed all of her kids mm-hmm. and that was you mm-hmm. and that was the first time ever I saw your face
0: <laughs> do I remember the first time I ever I saw your face I don't think so Rude, rude I <laughs> well I didn't see you perform I remember seeing you perform uh, at the SU live, mm-hmm. I mostly remember people talking about you because, <sighs> <laughs> not for reasons you want to hear, but everyone had a crush on you, and I was like, "Am I Artie like, Abrams?" Yawn. <laughs> 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 no, for real. My freshman year was wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, so I knew you by reputation before I ever saw your face. But should mm. we talk about this song?
1: Yes. Here's my number one thought on this song. Uh, <laughs> Leah Michelle can make herself cry with ease, a skill that I am jealous of because I can never cry ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does it so frequently that it feels insincere.
0: I know. Literally within four seconds, this woman is full of crying. Yeah. All of these people are like crying. It's mostly mm-hmm. just like Rachel and Mer- and not Mercedes, it's uh, Tina. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm over this. It's so silly, yeah. silly, silly and to me.
1: I have written in my notes, Naya R- Rivera is wiping the floor with everyone else. Seriously. And Naya Rivera does not shed a single tear. No. She just like, she just emotes so well and is, she does this beautiful thing where Santana is like so closed off all the time. And when she's emotionally vulnerable, it is like so much emotion comes up at once that she's like kind of scared and is trying to fight it yep. and that is so compelling and like so just like oh my gosh and then you got Leah michelle straight up like squeezing her eyes to get more tears out and you're like i'm over it
0: i know i'm sick of it
1: i would rather watch Nia vera's bone dry eyes they have more dry. they got more emotion in them than you having like it's coming down
0: i know it's frankly embarrassing and it ruins this number for me otherwise i really like it yes i love all the flashbacks with all of their lovers i think it's very mm-hmm. cute um very cute
1: of but course god i uh, hate
0: watching them cry
1: of course everyone gets a flashback that's like a you see the boyfriend or girlfriend's face and then you see their face and they share a moment and tina's is like she lies down and cut yeah. and that's it I it do. like literally Tina's is like three seconds and everyone else gets a, like ten
0: it is a cute picnic <laughs> it
1: is a cute picnic yeah but
0: well, they hate her
1: the Britannia flashback
0: oh so sweet
1: once again Nyra Vera is wiping the floor with everyone I know. it's embarrassing for them frankly
0: I I think that I think that about this show I just think she's better yeah I think she's a better actor than all these bitches yeah.
1: it is oh. and it's the way that like Brittany looks at her just kind of like Hey, well, I'm headed home. Just like so nonchalant. And then it cuts to Santana. It's What's like, going on behind those eyes? She like, like, is magic. That
0: bitch. I know. I do. I like that about this number. You know what I don't like about these last couple of episodes? What? Where's Britney? True. Where's Britney?
1: True, true. She
0: really hasn't had a thing since like the election and truly mm-hmm. hasn't had like a feature since Who Run the World. Yeah. Pissed.
1: she got Christmas wrapping. That thing is yeah. less than a minute and a half long. Rachel already had two features in this episode, and they said, let's give her three minutes of Without Chew. uh, Enough.
0: Enough.
1: Well, that's the last time ever we are talking about that song.
0: Mm -hmm. Moving on. Well, in between that, we have uh, the scene where Will asks Emma's Mm -hmm. parents if he can marry Emma.
1: Really comes out the gate, guns blazing. I don't know what this man thought was going to happen. He, like, does not try and get on their good side at all. He straight up is like, direct quote, I know you guys don't like me very much, but I want to marry your daughter. I know. Dude, what what did he think was going to happen?
0: Also, you know you don't get along with them. Mm-hmm. Just marry the woman. She's a full adult.
1: Well, I appreciate, because he says, I know it'd be important to her that I talk to you guys. I appreciate that. I appreciate that sure. Will is like.
0: <laughs> but he doesn't even like.
1: No, but that's the thing. Yeah. I'm pro him talking to them because he knows that it's important to Emma. Could he have put in some effort? Mm -hmm. He does not try in the slightest. He
0: brings Mrs. Pillsbury full caffeine caffeinated chamomile tea.
1: Come on. Come on. We
0: all know that chamomile has caffeine in it for sure.
1: Come on. Yeah, no. And also, you know, Emma's parents aren't awful. They're They're terrible. They're terrible people. But hear me out. They got her best interest at heart when they were like, we don't want you to marry Emma.
0: Yeah. I'm on they're their like, side. Yeah. They're like, we don't think you're cool. And it's like, what? I'm so cool. My best friend is 17. <laughs> like,
1: oh, my bachelor party is going to be me and my students. You don't want Emma to have that kind of life? What, what are you talking about? I, One
0: time I bought a Corvette. <laughs> I bought a Corvette, Corvette. Corvette, Corvette. Jeez. No, for real. Um, that scene is so sad. Mm hmm. Because then it leads to the scene with Emma being like, do you like even want to marry me? And he's like, I don't know, Emma, you're pretty mentally ill for me. I, what, go ahead. Do you like it? Do you like that scene?
1: I think it's valid. Really? Yeah. I actually really, I think, I think that the wording, especially at the end of what Will says, is like pretty callous. But I genuinely think it's very true Like, Will really cares about Emma, but first of all, committing to someone for the rest of your life is a big, big, big decision.
0: That's no small potatoes.
1: And I think it is very realistic Mm -hmm. that having Emma's dad be like, have you thought about what kind of mother she will be? Mm -hmm. Have you thought about, she can't deal with messes, life is messy. I 100% believe that that would set anyone off and have them really start to second guess things. And I actually really love that scene. And I think, A, I think it is good of Will. Like, it sucks, but it's good of him to be honest with Emma instead of just having all these concerns but bottling them up.
0: No, and I hear that. Yeah. Do I think Will is a good person? No. No. And but the I, way that he says it is awful. I... I and, and I agree. Like... And especially, like, in talks of, like, getting married to someone, you should have those hard Mm -hmm. conversations that are, like, well, here are all my flaws. What are your flaws? Do our flaws, like, align? Like, that's a real conversation you should have before you get engaged. Yeah. So I'm glad that they have it. However, the way that this conversation happens is, like, hurtful. Yeah. And it doesn't end very well at all. And it's, like you said, very callous. And... Emma literally calls herself like an incomplete person and Will lets her. And I think like, kind of like, like puts her in a corner with that kind of stuff and is like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, I think that mentally ill people deserve love, but obviously that comes with conversation. And I just don't think Will is a good person. You know, I don't know. Does no, that make I, sense?
1: I agree that Will sucks. Like, that's not, <laughs> we don't disagree <laughs> on that. And I do think that he worded it poorly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, and I'm not saying like, I like this scene because I like that Will is mean to Emma. I yeah. just like that it's a very honest portrayal sure. of this. That it is like, you know, Emma is great. And it's not her fault that she has this illness, but she does have this illness. Mm-hmm. That is a reality. You can't pretend that she doesn't. Sure. And I especially like the scene because I like how Emma responds. I like that her response isn't like, well, Will, I'm going to get better. Mm-hmm. She literally says to him, can I promise you that I will get better? No, I can't. This is what I have to offer right now. This is who I am. I am a person who has this illness, but I'm a person who loves you so, so much. Mm-hmm. And that's really what like makes it a great scene for me. Sure is Emma, her response not being like, I can change for you. I can make it better. Her just yeah. being like, here's the deal. Like
0: Everything you I said is with. true.
1: Yeah. It, it could get really hard, but I care about you so, so much, and that's what I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I like that scene.
0: <laughs> I have a tough time with that scene, but I do, I do hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think that's such a, a rough thing that I don't know that I ha- uh, I fully can wrap my head around. Just like, I don't know, being a person who has, like, mental illness, it's something like, oh, I've got to, like, deal with my own sh** before I can, like, deal with other people's sh**, which I think mm-hmm. is true. But then it's like, when do mentally ill people deserve love at that point? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I have the answer for that yet.
1: Well, I also uh, disagree with that. Like, I think that Emma very well should, like, could be in a relationship. Yeah. I don't think it's like, she has to be single until she has her OCD under control. Sure. I just think that if you are entering a relationship, you need to be upfront and straight up about what the issues are.
0: Especially marriage.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I like that in that, and it, and also I like it because they end up getting engaged. Yeah. Like, they end up going through with it. But I like that it's like, a, we need to have a frank discussion about what these issues are. Mm-hmm. And great, now that's out in the open. Yeah. They're, we aren't like deluding ourselves, and we have both decided that this relationship is worth that, and we're gonna move forward with it.
0: I'm looking for baggage that goes with mine,
1: yeah. And then they say that <laughs> to each other,
0: <laughs> nope. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Okay, and then we have do, 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 do. Oh, we've we've talked about without you.
1: Yeah, we talked about okay, without good. you.
0: Gosh, it's been a How long have we been going?
1: Yeah, an hour and 40 minutes.
0: Yikes! Let's wrap it <laughs> up. Uh, we found love.
1: Um, I do like this scene. Let me start out by saying I do like it. Yes. Who are these random kids in the hallway? I don't buy that any student at this school who isn't in the glee club would help Will with this proposal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think any of these kids they're like not him. On
0: the, they're not on the swim team. they're no, not. in the glee club.
1: They're just two little random kids who hand him flowers. Maybe they just
0: like... Maybe they were just, like, at, like, after-school studies. And, like, Coach Beast was like, hey, 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 we need your help.
1: Maybe they were failing Spanish. <gasps> and Will was extra like, <laughs> for extra credit, hand my girlfriend a white rose. Was it a rose or was it a tulip?
0: Rose. What? A
1: rose. I don't know. A white flower. At... <laughs> okay, really fast.
0: I think it's roses.
1: So wonderful number they propose in the swimming pool of the school very fun have you seen the youtube video where it's this number but with realistic sound effects
0: no
1: i'll play it for you but i'm not gonna like play it over the podcast so i will just i will give you a rundown of the video and then you can all look it up it is as if this number was live and so like the background audio is like faded and really echoey and then you just hear like wet footsteps running around (laughs) and then like when it goes underwater like the sound clearly sounds like it's underwater and it's very funny everyone check it out the video is called How Glee Would Sound in Real Life anyways um of course Will for his proposal gives the whole song to Rachel classic what else did we expect something within that's true I was pleasantly surprised by the Santana feature. Yeah. Also, we have to talk about Artie fully wheeling himself into the pool. Wheeling himself into the pool. Full with a wheelchair.
0: Yeah. Like, those things are expensive. (laughs) He usually has his backpack attached to it, too.
1: We talked about this number when we were on Gleek of the Week. Mm -hmm. Go listen to our episode. I think you brought this up. I had never considered this. Artie wheels himself into the pool and then like a minute later is on a flotational uh, little like floaty chair. Mm-hmm. Whose job was it that like everyone's doing the synchronized swimming choreography and then Will was like, cool, uh, Puck and Mike, you swim down, pick up Artie and then get him into this flotation <laughs> <laughs> device. Cause also like getting onto a floaty, from the water it's is h- so hard so hard i don't do it it keeps just like rocking back and uh-huh. forth and tipping over i love the image of everyone's like in the circles having a great time and the camera pans and the
0: in this full paralyzed young man <laughs> they're
1: just like trying to throw him into the chair but they don't get him like exactly in the middle and it tips over and then they have to like get him again and put him in the chair again mm-hmm. there's so many
0: things that happen in this number that make me wonder like did they take a pause yeah when did they put this like clear platform out when did they put the square platform Mm -hmm. out when did they take it away like huh Uh
1: -huh. who was in the locker room helping will with that quick change Curiously, why does he look like the stay puffed marshmallow man what is that about? <laughs> what
0: is that about? Also, Why does
1: he have a full top hat on?
0: And he jumps in the pool with the ring. Nasty. Brave. It's not like even it's not like under her chair or something.
1: No. Like it's
0: Oprah style.
1: In his pocket.
0: Ridiculous. Oh
1: my god. That
0: being said, listen you guys. I think this number is cute.
1: Oh, it's fun. I
0: think it's cute.
1: It's very fun. It's
0: very cute. Um Yeah. I mean, we talked about this song pretty in-depth on Gleek of the Week. Go check them out, y'all. Go, go hit that up. Seriously. It's like this full Jesus metaphor, him walking on right. water like that. He's like, I'm here to save you. It's a savior complex. And he's
1: in all white. He fully is like, hi, Emma. In case you didn't know, I am Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Here to ask for your hand in marriage. You should be so lucky. You.
0: I don't love the speech he gives to her afterwards. But maybe that's just because I really don't like their dynamic mm-hmm. he's like life is messy that's what i'm here for clean up your messes and i, and uh-huh. I don't love that it, it to me screams hey i know you've you're mentally ill but I'm here for you. Which, like, I wish came earlier, obviously. And I'm glad he's saying it, at least now. But the way he says it is like, oh, the man's got the savior complex mm-hmm. that I'm sick of, you know? I don't know.
1: He really says, I will try to so they- fix you. Yes slash no. Do you have any parting thoughts?
0: I don't think so. Let me look at my notes.
1: There's a turtle watch in this episode. do oh,
0: tell me about it.
1: Um, There will just like looks like a turtle a lot in this episode but specifically when he's talking to emma's dad and his dad is like talking about comrade what was obama she... <laughs> yes but no his dad is talking about like what should be like with kids and then he's like forget kids are you sure that's what you want for yourself and then it turns to freaking turtle soup will schuster he
0: goes yeah mm-hmm. turtle, turtle, turtle turtle
1: turtle dang i'm I think that's
0: all my thoughts. All right, cool. Boom. Ian, yes. What was
1: your
0: best part of the episode?
1: Best number. Um. Wow, a hot take. I think "Wedding Bell Blues." Dang it, that's what I
0: was gonna
1: say. Okay, well, I guess not a hot take if you were gonna say it.
0: <laughs> "Wedding
1: Bell Blues." Surprising to me, but I yeah. liked it. So cute. Best part is um all of the becky monologues. I love that it's Helen Mirren. That's very funny. They have some great jokes in there, but specifically the final one mm-hmm. when we see Becky be vulnerable for like one of the very first times in this entire show and then she does the little like be strong Becky, don't let them see you cry. It's wonderful and it's a great um exploration into her character. I would love that for Shane. We're never going to get it. I know. <laughs> What's your best part?
0: I think my best song, other than "Wedding Bell Blues," would probably be "Summer Nights." Ooh, I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, my my favorite part of the episode? I like when Artie and Becky are at Breadsticks. I think mm-hmm. it's just sweet. I think yep. I, I like it. I think the idea that her two favorite movies of all time are Schindler's List and Toy Story Three. <laughs> woman has got range like i love her and also our girl ros washington
1: oh my gosh ros washington and she
0: says if you pee in my pool i'll kill you
1: i also love when she says
0: do you ever pee in pools
1: no i don't me That's neither disgusting although that is what chlorine is for um but when <laughs> she says one of your nipples is higher than the other you must have had to overcome overcome a lot of adversity with those uneven nipples mm-hmm. very funny absolutely
0: um, what was your least favorite part of the episode?
1: Got the moves like Jagger. I got the moves like, like Jagger. Jagger. Very rarely do I want to fast forward Glee. Just because like it's always a trash fire, Yeah, good or bad.
0: It's hard to look away.
1: Yeah. That number, I truly was like, I can't sit through no, the rest of this number. It's ass. It's so bad. It's terrible. What's your worst part?
0: I think my worst part... Is probably the stuff with Finn. You know, it just is not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, Ryan I, Murphy, that's all
0: I want to say about it. I don't Ryan want to Murphy
1: it. really, you know, he came out in a white three-piece three suit with a top hat, walked across water and mm-hmm. said, Hey, Corey, I gave you the script that's going to save you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am your savior.
0: Yeah. Here we go. I hate Ryan Murphy. He didn't even write this episode. It's freaking Brad, Brad Feltrick, but you know it's probably Whoa. Ryan pulling the strings back there being like, let's have something in here.
1: All know? the writers have their fingers in every episode. Yeah, totally. And especially Ryan as the showrunner super has his finger in every yeah. episode.
0: Well, should we do an assignment of the week?
1: Yes, we should.
0: So, assignment of the week this week is to pick a song for Will to sing to Emma to propose.
1: Lena already knows mine because I accidentally sang <laughs> it. I forgot. Uh, so if I was in the Glee Club and Will was like, hi, I uh, am 40 years old and yet only speak to teenagers and make them make my life decisions for mm-hmm. me. You have to pick what I'm going to sing to my girlfriend. I would have him sing Break Your Heart by Tayo Cruz. Uh, I think it's important for Emma that she knows what she's getting into. Uh, the kind of man that she is going to be with.
0: For sure.
1: For those of you who don't know... Here's the lyrics. Now listen to me, baby, before I love and leave you. They call me heartbreaker. I don't want to deceive you. And the chorus is, "I'm only gonna break, break your, break, break your heart." And hear me out. We have seen uh, three seasons of this man's love life. Yeah. Have any of his relationships ended well? No. No. He is an absolutely terrible partner. He was emotionally cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. Although, like to be fair, she was awful to him. Mm-hmm. But he was emotionally cheating on her. Mm-hmm. And then he dated Emma Mm -hmm. and made out with Shelby while he was dating Emma. Mm -hmm. And then he like had sexy times, a sexy sleepover with April Rhodes, as Emma says, also while he was dating Mm -hmm. Emma. Mm -hmm. And then Emma dated Carl and he tried to sabotage that relationship. He dated Holly for two episodes and then she was like, I can't do this. And she left. He's a heartbreaker. He is. He's the worst. Emma, steer clear. Go find Carl. He'd probably take you back. What are you singing?
0: I took it just a little... I I should have gone funny. I should have. <laughs> but I picked something that I think... I don't know. was maybe a little sweeter in thinking about their relationship. You know who Leon Bridges is? No. You should. He's great. Um, he sings a song called That Was Yesterday, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful song about, like, you know, two people who, like, have gone through a bunch of shit in their lives and, like you know what, and that was yesterday, and today's today, and let's, like, live it up. Um, And it's just, like, the sweetest song of all time. Um, Some of the lyrics are, like, Yesterday I had nothing. Didn't know whether I'd might I'd amount to something. I had holes in my shoes and my clothes. Only yesterday I was just a boy living amongst children. Really a guitar I could play. Uh, really a guitar that I could play to play with. I would pretend that anything could happen. That was yesterday. No matter how far I've come, I come, still know where I'm from. I'll never let it slip away. And it's the sweetest song ever. I think if it's a relationship, because they both like been through shit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, after the conversations that they've had in this episode, I would have loved to see him be like, you know what? Listen, I'm here for you. Yeah. And I think that song would, would have been sweet.
1: That's very sweet. I also have to tell you, uh, I understood probably 15% of what you sang.
0: I'll play it for you. Because
1: <laughs> you were putting on a voice. I did not understand well, those
0: words. Listen, sometimes. <laughs> I'm nervous no. when I sing earnestly on this podcast that people are gonna make fun of me
1: I fully get it it was just funny that you were like hear the lyrics and I was like I still <laughs> I still don't know what the lyrics are
0: <laughs> I'll play it for you it's a sweet song
1: but no that I really like that
0: yeah I'm only gonna make bang break, 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 break. Mm-hmm. well that's your episode y'all if Hang you on. have thoughts on yes slash no you should for sure send them to us. You can either send them to us via email at recoveringgleek at gmail.com or via voicemail anchor.fm slash recoveringgleek. No <laughs> um,
1: you can follow us on social media. Our TikTok and Instagram are at recoveringgleek underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at recoveringgleek. Mm-hmm. Please leave us a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling if you're feeling, uh, you know, adventurous, if you're feeling quirky, you could always donate to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Anchor.fm slash Recovering Geek. Click the support baton. 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 Pass the baton, mm-hmm. which is the money, the to, m- us, <sighs> to us, please.
0: We're poor. That's true. Well. Well. Bye, everyone. See you later. Here's a mini kiss on your... Here's oh. a kiss on your forehead from me. Tell you if you consent.
1: A regular-sized kiss on your regular sized forehead.
0: Budge. Bye. I don't know why I always say it like that. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Recovering Gleek. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Gleek underscore podcast. If you liked our podcast, be sure to leave a review. And tell your friends, please. Do you want to get Pan Express? <laughs> Here's <Sure>. my thoughts. <laughs> I have to edit this. Uh-huh. What if you sat in the room and watched TV while I edited and dedicated ten percent of my attention to the television? Okay. While we ate Pan Express. Are
0: you into watching season three of The Good Place?
1: Absolutely I am. Okay,
0: good. That's where I am right now. Great. Cool.
1: Go team. There it is.